The Second Discourse Against the Arians, Chapter 17, by Athanasius of Alexandria, translated by John Henry Newman and Archibald Robertson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. That the Son is not a creature, continued. And here it were well to ask them also this question, for a still clearer refutation of their heresy. Wherefore, when all things are creatures, and all are brought into consciousness from nothing, and the Son himself, according to you, is creature and work, and once was not, wherefore has he made all things through him alone, and without him was made not one thing? Or why is it, when all things are spoken of, that no one thinks the Son is signified in the number, but only things originate? Whereas when Scripture speaks of the Word, it does not understand Him as being in the number of all, but places Him with the Father, as Him in whom providence and salvation for all are wrought and affected by the Father. Though all things, surely, might at the same command have come to be, at which He was brought into being by God alone. For God is not wearied by commanding, nor is His strength unequal to the making of all things, that He should alone create the only Son, and need his ministry and aid for the framing of the rest. For he lets nothing stand over which he wills to be done. But he willed only, and all things subsisted, and no one hath resisted his will. Why then were not all things brought into being by God alone at the same command at which the Son came into being? Or let them tell us why did all things through him come to be, who was himself but originate? How void of reason! However, they say concerning him that God, willing to create originate nature, when he saw it could not endure the untempered hand of the Father, and to be created by him, makes and creates first and alone one only, and calls him Son and Word, that through him as a medium all things might thereupon be brought to be. This they not only have said, but they have dared to put into writing, namely Eusebius, Arius, and Asterius, who sacrificed. Is this not full proof of that irreligion, with which they have drugged themselves with much madness, till they blush not to be intoxicated against the truth? For if they shall assign the toil of making all things, as the reason why God made the Son only, the whole creation will cry out against him as saying unworthy things of God. And Isaiah too, who has said in Scripture, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, nor is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. And if God made the Son alone, as not deigning to make the rest, but committed them to the Son as an assistant, this, on the other hand, is unworthy of God. For in him there is no pride. Nay, the Lord reproves the thought when he says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? and one of them shall not fall to the ground without your Father which is in heaven. And again, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, 
which to-day is, and to-morrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? If, then, it be not unworthy of God to exercise his providence, even down to things so small, a hair of the head, and a sparrow, and the grass of the field, also it was not unworthy of him to make them. For what things are the subjects of his providence, of those he is maker through his proper word. Nay, a worse absurdity lies before the men who thus speak, for they distinguish between the creatures and the framing, and consider the latter the work of the Father, the creatures the work of the Son. Whereas either all things must be brought to be by the Father with the Son, or, if all that is originate comes to be through the Son, we must not call him one of the originated things. Next, their folly may be exposed thus. If even the word be of originated nature, how, whereas this nature is too feeble to be God's own handiwork, could he alone of all endure to be made by the unoriginate and unmitigated essence of God, as ye say? For it follows either that if he could endure it, all could endure it, or it being endurable by none, it was not endurable by the word. For you say that he is one of originate things. And again, if because originate nature could not endure to be God's own handiwork, there arose need of a mediator, it must follow that the word being originate and a creature, there is need of a medium in his framing also, since he too is of that originate nature which endures not to be made of God, but needs a medium. But if some being as a medium be found for him, then again a fresh mediator is needed for that second, and thus tracing back and following out we shall invent a vast crowd of accumulating mediators, and thus it will be impossible that the creation should subsist as ever wanting a mediator, and that medium not coming into being without another mediator, for all of them will be of that originate nature which endures not to be made of God alone, as ye say. How abundant is that folly, which obliges them to hold that what has already come into being admits not of coming. Or perhaps they opine that they have not even come to be, as still seeking their mediator. For, on the ground of their so irreligious and futile notion, what is would not have substance for want of the medium. But again they allege this, Behold, through Moses too did he lead the people from Egypt, and through him he gave the law, yet he was a man, so that it is possible for like to be brought into being by like. They should veil their face when they say this, to save their much shame. For Moses was not sent to frame the world, nor to call into being things which were not, or to fashion men like himself, but only to be the minister of words to the people and to the king Pharaoh. And this is a very different thing, for to minister is of things originate as of servants, but to frame and to create is of God alone, and of his proper word and his wisdom. Wherefore, in the matter of framing, we shall find none but God's word, for all things are made in wisdom, and without the word was made not one thing. But as regards ministration, there are not one only, but many out of their whole number, whomever the Lord will send. For there are many archangels, many thrones, and authorities, and dominions, thousands of thousands, and myriads of myriads, 
standing before him, ministering and ready to be sent, and many prophets, and twelve apostles, and Paul, and Moses himself was not alone, but Aaron with him, and next other seventy were filled with the Holy Ghost, and Moses was succeeded by Joshua the son of Nun, and he by the judges, and they not by one, but by a number of kings. If then the Son were a creature, and one of things originate, there must have been many such sons, that God might have many such ministers, just as there is a multitude of those others. But if this is not to be seen, but while the creatures are many, the word is one, any one will collect from this that the Son differs from all, and is not on a level with the creatures, but proper to the Father. Hence there are not many words, but one only word of the Father, and one image of the one God. But behold, they say, there is one sun only, and one earth. Let them maintain, senseless as they are, that there is one water and one fire, and then they may be told that everything that is brought to be is one in its own essence. But for the ministry and service committed to it, by itself it is not adequate nor sufficient alone. For God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven, to give light upon the earth, and to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years. And then he says, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night. Behold, there are many lights, and not the sun only, nor the moon only, but each is one in essence, and yet the service of all is one and common. And what each lacks is supplied by the other, and the office of lighting is performed by all. Thus the sun has authority to shine throughout the day, and no more, and the moon through the night, and the stars together with them accomplish the seasons and years, and become for signs, each according to the need that calls for it. Thus too the earth is not for all things, but for the fruits only, and to be a ground to tread on for the living things that inhabit it. And the firmament is a divide between waters and waters, and to be a place to set the stars in. So also fire and water, with other things, have been brought into being to be the constituent parts of bodies. And in short, no one thing is alone, but all things that are made, as if members of each other, make up as it were one body, namely the world. If then they thus conceive of the sun, let all men throw stones at them, considering the word to be a part of this universe, and a part insufficient without the rest for the service committed to him. But if this be manifestly irreligious, let them acknowledge that the word is not in the number of things originate, but the sole and proper word of the Father, and their framer. But, they say, though he is a creature, and of things originate, yet as from a master and artificer, has he learned to frame, and thus ministered to God who taught him. For thus the sophist Asterius, on the strength of having learned to deny the Lord, has dared to write, not observing the absurdity which follows. For if framing be a thing to be taught, let them beware, lest they say that God himself be a framer, 
not by nature but by science so as to admit of his losing the power besides if the wisdom of god attained to frame by teaching how is he still wisdom when he needs to learn and what was he before he learned for it was not wisdom if it needed teaching it was surely but some empty thing and not essential wisdom but from advancement it had the name wisdom and will be only so long wisdom as it can keep what it has learned for what has accrued not by any nature but from learning admits of being one time unlearned but to speak thus of the word of god is not the part of christians but of greeks for if the power of framing accrues to any one from teaching these insensate men are ascribing jealousy and weakness to god jealousy and that he has not taught many how to frame so that there may be around him as archangels and angels many so framers many and weakness and that he could not make by himself but needed a fellow worker or under worker and that though it has been already shown that, that created nature admits of being made by god alone since they consider the sun to be of such a nature and so made but god is deficient in nothing perish the thought for he has said himself i am full nor did the word become framer of all from teaching but being the image and wisdom of the father he does the things of the father nor hath he made the son for the making of things created for behold though the son exists still the father is seen to work as the lord himself says my father worketh hitherto and i work if however as you say the son came into being for the purpose of making the things after him and yet the father is seen to work even after the son you must hold even in this light the making of such a son to be superfluous besides why when he would create us does he seek for a mediator at all as if his will did not suffice to constitute whatever seemed good to him yet the scriptures say he hath done whatsoever pleased him and who hath resisted his will and if his mere will is sufficient for the framing of all things you make the office of a mediator superfluous for your instance of moses and the sun and the moon has been shown not to hold and here again is an argument to silence you you say that god willing the creation of originated nature and deliberating concerning it designs and creates the sun that through him he may frame us now if so consider how great an irreligion you have dared to utter first the sun appears rather to have been for us brought to be than we for him for we were not created for him but he is made for us so that he owes thanks to us not we to him as the woman to the man for the man says scripture was not created for the woman but the woman for the man therefore as the man is the image and glory of god and the woman is the glory of the man so we are made god's image and to his glory but the son is our image and exists for our glory and we were brought into being that we might be but god's word was made as you must hold not that he might be but as an instrument for our need so that not we from him but he is constituted from our need are not men who even conceive such thoughts more than insensate 
For if for us the Word was made, He has not precedence of us with God. For He did not take counsel with us, having Him within Him, but having us in Himself counseled, as they say, concerning His own Word. But if so, perchance the Father had not even a will for the Son at all. For not as having a will for Him did He create Him, but with a will for us He formed Him for our sake. For he designed him after designing us, so that, according to these irreligious men, henceforth the Son, who was made as an instrument, is superfluous, now that they are made for whom he was created. But if the Son alone was made by God alone, because he could endure it, but we, because we could not, were made by the Word, why does he not first take counsel about the Word, who could endure his making, instead of taking counsel about us? Or why does he not make more of him who is strong than of us who are weak? Or why, making him first, does he not counsel about him first? Or why, counseling about us first, does he not make us first, his will being sufficient for the constitution of all things? But he creates him first, and yet counsels first about us. And he wills us before the Mediator, and when he wills to create us and counsels about us, he calls us creatures, but him whom he frames for us, he calls son and proper heir. But we, for whose sake he made him, ought rather to be called sons, or certainly he who is his son is rather the object of his previous thoughts and of his will, for whom he makes all us. Such the sickness, such the vomit of the heretics. End of chapter 17